This is The Rundown Pod, a podcast about podcasts. Please, think of us as your podcast concierge, or a curator of the copious amounts of polluted crap in the podcast section of the iTunes store. I'm Roger Clark, with an E, announcer and co-host for this production. And now, a man who needs no introduction, that is... If you happen to travel in the seedy and dark world of IT geeks, who set up top secret email service for US Secretaries of State, Mr. Paul Clifford. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rundown Pod. I'm Paul Clifford. On today's episode, we have Rerun. This is a podcast by BuzzFeed and on it, they take an iconic episode of some of their favorite TV shows, and they kind of pick it apart. They examine it. And the host, her name is Dory Shafrir. She invites in a guest, and then they kind of wax philosophic and talk about it. Usually the guest has some familiarity with the TV show they're talking about. But before we listen to the first clip, let's talk about Rundown Pod. This is a special episode. I missed the Thursday episode because of a slight technical glitch. But uh, this will be a Sunday episode, and then we'll be back to our Monday and Thursday schedule this coming week, barring any further technical glitches. And if you have any feedback for me, please write me at paul at rundownpod.com, or you can tweet at me at rundownpod on Twitter. Thanks for all the concerned emails regarding where was our podcast Thursday. That's encouraging to know that we're missed. And to start this off today, we're going to listen to the introduction to Rerun, where we'll get to hear... Uh, Miss Shafrir's polite voice. And you can listen to the introduction to the show and it, and, and it kind of gives you the feeling or the mood of the show. So here, here's the uh, first clip. Welcome to Rerun, the podcast where we talk about our favorite episodes of iconic and sometimes favorite TV shows. Um, I'm Dory Shafrir from BuzzFeed, and today I'm really excited to have with me the one and only Anna Holmes, who is the editorial director at Fusion and a columnist for the New York Times Book Review. Hi, Anna. Hi. (laughs) So fun to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Ah, You can see Dory seems like a very polite and well-mannered young lady. Let's listen to a second clip. In this one, they're reviewing an episode of The Cosby Show, but But they start by talking about the larger arc and what The Cosby Show meant in a historical context. It was just another funny sitcom that we watched. Yeah. Um, You know, I think Family Ties was on after. Yeah, it was. So we would watch Cosby Show and Family Ties. Yeah. And, you know, I must have registered that they were black. Yeah. But I don't remember ever thinking, oh, I'm watching a black show. Well, they didn't make a big deal about their blackness at the same time they didn't hide it or apologize for right. it. I mean, there's there's lots of, um, even in the episode that we, we, we're going to talk about, you know, I don't want to say iconography, but, you know, there's there's pic- there's paintings on the wall mm-hmm. of the house that um, seem to be either of Africans or, or painted in Africa. There, there, there are, re- you know, cultural references made to historically black colleges. It presents, you know, a certain African-American milieu without apology, but without you know, making it into a neon sign saying, this mm-hmm. is a black show, this is a black show. Right. And that's why I think probably it was so powerful. And I think it was probably so powerful also because of kids like you who weren't thinking of it, mm-hmm. um, who weren't like, wow, this is a black family on mm-hmm. national you know, network television. Right. It's like a number one. Like, of course you Because when you're seven, you yeah. don't know. <laughs> In the same way that kids nowadays will grow up 
I think, <laughs> um, not being a kid, I can't speak for them, but with, with an African-American president and not think that it's yeah. necessarily anything strange. Right. The podcast doesn't talk too much about where the cast of the Cosbys are now, but that was a good kind of historical context. I just wanted to go down the list now of some of the main characters of the show and where they're at right now. Obviously, Bill Cosby, we know, is mired in a number of sexual assault accusations. Additionally, his son was killed while fixing a flat tire. Felicia Rashad, who played his wife, Claire Huxtable, she married Ahmad Rashad. They had a kid, a daughter, in 1986, and then they were divorced in 2001, and she's still fairly active. She's been in a couple of Tyler Perry movies. Lisa Bonet eloped with Lenny Kravitz in 1987. She has a daughter, Zoe, and then the two were divorced, and she is now married to an actor named Jason Momoa, and she's still fairly active. She did Drunk History. That's kind of interesting. On Rosa Parks, which is kind of a fun way to look at Rosa Parks, because otherwise, you know, Rosa, that's a very serious subject, so it's nice to have a drunk Lisa Bonet cover that. Maybe it adds a, a little bit of a fun to an otherwise not incredibly... Well, it's actually a pretty uplifting story, so maybe maybe all around it's a pretty good time. Okay, Theo, Malcolm Jamal Warner. He's been married for seven and a half years and hasn't really had too many problems. He's he's done fairly well for himself, hasn't had a, a, any drug addictions or anything like that, which is kind of exceptional for a, a child star. By all accounts, he seems to be doing fantastic. Also, Tempest Bledsoe, who played Vanessa, and the actress who played Rudy, are both doing fine now. Rudy was on The Celebrity Apprentice, uh, season seven, although I don't think Donald Trump, the presidential candidate, was on season seven. That's 2015. I think he's too busy running for president. Like the podcast, what Rerun says about the Cosby show in that particular episode is it's kind of fun. They don't really delve into the allegations against Bill Cosby, which is good because it's not really applicable to the episode they're talking about. So it's nice that they stay on focus. And the episode of Rerun is, is a good tight episode. It's about 12, 13 minutes long. All of them are. And they, they generally stay on topic. And they always have interesting things to say about the show. As, for example, the next show that they review is The Twilight Zone. And her guest goes into Rod Serling's backstory and some other interesting attributes. Yeah, one of their archetypal episodes was uh, called To Serve Man. And it's all about, is there going to be a spoiler here? It's a pretty painful spoiler. So, so It's a 60-year-old spoiler. Yeah, 60-year-old spoiler. <laughs> so it, it's sort of like, you know, these really helpful aliens come and, and somebody, I think the end of it, like somebody finds the book that they have and it's called To Serve Man. And they're, you know, the idea is like, wow, they're treating us so well. But when you open it up, it's a cookbook. And so that's like an archetypal like Twilight Zone. But that's funny. It is, right? It is funny. But at, some of them are super dark. Some of them are just that like 1950s, really depressing theatrical style. I would put the episode that we're talking about today in that category. A little bit, but it's a little more tongue in cheek with the main character. Like, yeah, that's true. Some of them are like this guy runs the planet and they come to rescue everyone and he stays behind. Like there's these really bleak scenarios. This one is has a happy, like, doesn't have a happy ending. It has a really, really painful ending. And it's, it's also about a nuclear holocaust. But it's kind of on the lighter side for the, for the Twilight Zone. Aliens that eat people, nuclear war. Yes, Rod Serling had some heady, heady topics. I found an interview with Rod Serling on YouTube with Mike Wallace where he talks about advertising and advertisers' control over the creative content 
in shows back in the 50s. And in this case, he's talking about a, a gas oven manufacturer and a TV show about Nazi Germany where they make mention of gas chambers. And two things here. First, Rod Serling, a very dour man. I, I think his head was is kind of always in, going in that direction, which creatively was made it interesting with the Twilight Zone. But the second thought is there may be some applicability to today with the podcast because a lot of podcasts are funded by live reads and the creative content of the podcast, if they depend too much on one particular advertiser, stamps.com, for example, I don't know if we can impugn the reputation of the bird stamp. So if I was going to make fun of a, a red-breasted warbler, if such a thing exists, would stamps.com come after me if they were bold enough to sponsor this program, which I, I challenge them to sponsor me. I'm going to throw down that gauntlet right now. Anyway, let's listen to Rod talk about live reads in the 50s. Actually, I'm not sure he's talking about live reads. He's talking about advertisers' influence over programming. You can understand the position of the sponsor, can't I, you? In, in many ways, I suppose I can. He's there to push a product. He has a considerable stake, does, in what goes on the air. Most assuredly. And in those cases uh, where, we, where, there, where there is a, a problem of, of, of public taste, in which there is a concern for... for uh, eliciting negative response from a large mass of people. I can understand why the guys are frightened. I don't understand, Mike, for example, other evidences and instances of, of intrusion by sponsors. For example, on Playhouse 90, not a year ago, a lovely show called Judgment at Nuremberg. Uh, I think probably one of the most competently done and artistically done pieces that 90's done all year. In it, as you recall, uh, mention was made of gas chambers. Yeah. And the line was deleted, cut off the cut off the, cut off the uh, soundtrack, and uh, it, might, it mattered little to these guys that the gas involved in concentration camps was cyanide, which bore no resemblance, physical or otherwise, to, to the gas used in stove. They cut the line. Because the sponsor was... He did not want that awful association made between what was the horror and the misery of Nazi Germany with the nice, chrome, wonderfully antiseptically clean, beautiful kitchen appliances that they were selling. Now, this is an, is an example of sponsor interference, which is so beyond logic and which is so beyond taste. This I rebel against. All right, back to rerun. Thank you, Rod Serling, for that, that poignant insight from 1959. The next show that we're going to hear a clip of from the rerun podcast is about America's Top Model. So not one of my favorite shows, but that's interesting because what, what they do here is, is you get a look at people's opinions of shows maybe you don't watch. And, and listen to him make um, maybe insightful comments and that only a woman could make, maybe. We'll, we'll say that. I'll say that in advance of this next clip. America's Next Top Model is a show hounds by Tyra Banks in which 13 women compete to be the nation's preeminent supermodel for like six months because that show turned out seasons and seasons and seasons like no one else. That they called cycles they because called they cycles. realized how ridiculous it was to even <laughs> call also, them seasons. It's also so Mitchell. It's crazy. Why has no one made a joke about that? I should, but I don't oh, yeah, have totally. a good one right now. All right. I will leave that clip alone. No comment from me. If it was, for example, if it were about prostate cancer, I'd be saying something, but not, not that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let that lie. So... That's all I have this uh, episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the one podcast episode. We're going to be back tomorrow with another episode on Monday and then again on Thursday. Thanks for listening, and I really appreciate the support. 
So, for Roger Clark with an E, I'm Paul Clifford, saying matinee, hasta luego, alvidersane, and see you next time.